Welcome back to the Bank Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Muir, founder of Muir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. Today's episode, we're talking tax deadlines. And we should give the date, right? Yeah. April 8th. That's kind of that's right. Top of mind. Sure. For some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like yourself. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So yeah, you came with all your document. You, you came with all your documents, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. So they're in the cloud. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, so to that end, we'll be talking about what happens if you miss deadlines, yeah. how you can extend the deadline, um, penalties, yep. interest, kind of that whole deal. And you'll kind of start by just taking us through. Yeah, year, yeah. Know? I'll start with the individual tax deadline extensions. What that looks like. What's the extended due date? Because this is what affects everyone, right? Not everybody has an S corp or a partnership. So we'll go with what affects everyone, which is individual tax deadlines. So individual tax deadline normally April fifteenth or the Monday following if the fifteenth falls on a weekend, right? This year is a little different. April fifteenth is a Friday, but the tax deadline is April eighteenth on a Monday. I think it's because of Patriots Day. I don't know, but it's April 18th this year. What does that mean for you as an individual taxpayer? Well, a couple things. One, that's obviously the due date. You either need to file your tax return, your individual income tax return, or you need to file an extension. Now, here's what you need to know about extensions, right? Extensions are, generally speaking, automatic. Like you file it, they give you six additional months. So you get until October 15th to file once you have an extension. But here's where... The confusion comes in. Extensions don't give you any more time to pay your tax. And so if you're like me when I first heard that, you're thinking, well, how do I know what my tax is if I haven't filed my tax return? And the answer to that question is you have to estimate it or you should estimate it because an extension is an extension of time to file, meaning you get six more months to avoid the late filing penalty. You're t- you, would, you would be considered to timely file by October 15th if you filed an extension. But an extension does not give you more time to pay. It's not an extension of time to pay your tax for the prior year. Okay. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking this through, there's lots of exceptions and there's rules and safe harbors, but think of it this way. If you go to file your income tax return and you owe $10,000 or you're, you're, you know, you're going to file an extension and you owe ten grand, you don't pay that ten grand. you are going to have about a half a percent per month penalty running until for every month you don't pay that tax. So what we do with most clients, and if you work with a CPA firm and you've been through this drill before, you know this. And it's a percentage on what you... On the tax owed, like the, the, the bottom owed. line, not your total tax, because that would be... And how do they know what you owe? Well, they know it when you ultimately file your return. So, okay. Yeah. So when you, let's just say, let, let's just give an example. You owed uh, $10,000 and you don't file that until July 15th. So three months late. Let's assume you didn't pay the ten grand. So half a percent per month would be $50. I think my mouth's right on ten grand. One percent, yeah. Let's see. Ten percent would be a thousand. Yeah, half a percent would be fifty bucks. So you'd owe a hundred fifty dollar penalty if you owe ten grand and you didn't file that. Now you'd have interest as well, and interest fluctuates based on the interest rates gotcha. available in the so market. You'd, you'd pay that. Yeah, because that when you'd file July fifteenth, then the IRS would have the information to know how late you are. I see. And so, in retrospect, they'll send you a notice gotcha. um, and say, "Hey, you owe this." Now, so if you just never file, you never file, then they'll never know. Yeah. Heck of a strategy. <laughs> right? Has anybody ever thought of that before? Well, the problem, <laughs> yes, yes. There's lots of people that thought that. The problem is that the IRS, for a lot of people, know what you make or to a certain extent what you make sure. because people file your W. Like when I issue a W-2 to my employees, it also goes for the government 
Right. You know. Yeah, 1099s and all kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, there's a paper trail. There's a that's right to a certain extent. And so yeah, when you when you file late, then they know. Oh, he was three months late. Now we tackle on a penalty and interest. Gotcha. So um, that's that's I want to clarify that on extensions because people people don't understand that. Like and and extensions also conveniently are the same day your first quarter payments are. Let's let's run that same scenario just for the sake of clarity. You file. You file an extension yep. and then you f- submit your return, right? Or file your return. Is that my saying? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. You file your return in July, correct? Um, but you paid the ten thousand dollars as an estimate yeah. April fifteenth. Yep, you're good. You're good. You good? Yeah. So that yeah, and that a very simple example. Your return would show no balance due. Mm-hmm. You paid. You you made a payment with your extension. You're good. Yeah. In that example, now. You don't. You could file after the deadline. Now you could go past October fifteenth. Let me ask you another question. Okay. Just one more wrinkle on this. Yeah. Let's say April fifteenth, you file an extension and you think, ah, probably owe about five grand. You pay five grand. Right. Then in July, you're like, oh, whoa, actually, I owed ten. Yeah. Are you paying interest on the balance? Which would be five grand. Five grand. Or yeah. Are you paying on the full ten? The balance. Okay. Yeah, because at the point in time you'd file your tax return, it would show you owed five grand, and they okay. would tack on penalty and interest on that. Okay. Um, but just just to kind of finish the point, if you let's just say let's make it even let's make the example a little different. Let's say you owe ten, you estimate you owe ten, and you end up filing your tax return, and you owe nine. You owed nine, so you now you're overpaid by a thousand. Mm. You over and that's what most people do. We tell them, right. look, pay a little bit more than we think, just to cover if any hiccups or right. flaws in our estimate. And so you have a thousand dollar overpayment or a refund. Honestly, you could you could let that return go. You could go way past October fifteenth because there is no late filing or late payment penalty on a return with a refund. So not to give anybody an idea not to file because why would you? But if you forget, if stuff happens, yeah. as long as you've paid your tax, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is what those that's that's interest, no penalty fees though. That's just interest. Well, I guess it's penalties and interest in in the form of interest. No, there are penalties and interest. So there is interest running on a balance due, but there are penalties associated with either late filing or late payment. Okay. Yeah, and those are set by law. The penalties are set by law. What are those? Like I said, the penalty for late payment is half a percent per month. The penalty for late filing is five percent. So much higher. Okay, I'm grouping that. I, what I, I'm You're thinking penalties are interest or in, or or vice versa. No, I'm thinking. Well, the interest, the we're saying the same thing. I guess I'm not understanding. There, why. No, no, there's interest on top of the penalties. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. <sighs> All right. There's 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 a half a percent penalty, which which equates to a six percent interest rate, right? Half times twelve okay. would be six. Okay. But there's also interest at whatever the prevailing interest rates are with the IRS, 3%, 4%, 5%, depending upon. So if you late pay your taxes, by law, you have a half a percent per month penalty. You also have interest on the balance due. Uh, it's penalty and interest. Okay. Yeah. So it's more than the 50 bucks in Correct. that first Yeah, scenario. we were just talking about the penalty. It's And there's okay. interest too. All right. Yeah. And the interest is made by... Based they they put like, out tables every year about interest rates and what they charge you. And it's based on, obviously, if interest rates are down to the, you know, you in the consumer market, your interest rates are yeah. And if you pay early, do they give you interest on the... Um, they do. 
I never know how they calculate that, though. I've seen people with big refunds. I was not expecting you to say yes. Look, I've seen people with big refunds get a check. It has interest associated with it. I have no clue how they calculate it. I will be (laughs) honest. I never understand it. It's like this mysterious. I was really not expecting you to say yes. Yeah, they did. Like, so, for example, like, we have a balance right now with the IRS. Oh, do you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, meaning like they they, they have, owe you. They owe us. Correct. But we just left it in there because, you know, we got to pay it every year. Yeah, you, Rather you than get the return, just keep it. Yeah, correct. Am I collecting interest on that? I don't know. I, I know when you get like certain, when you get certain refunds, and this is why it's tricky because I don't, I, honestly, I'm saying this as CPA, I don't understand it. I just see yeah. sometimes people get a refund and they'll say, you know, we refunded 5000 but there was $74 of interest. I'm like, okay, how? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Don't bank on that. Let's let's leave with that. That's the yeah, takeaway. Yeah. Marcus has no clue. He's just seen it a few times. Right. Let's not. <laughs> no one knows the formula. And I'm not sure why I'm talking in the third person either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So penalties and interest. Correct. That makes sense. Two separate equations on on how that's done. One is standard. Correct. Yeah, one is a fixed by law, one's by whatever the prevailing, what they call AFR, applicable federal rates, I think is what they call it. That changes based on the market. So, you know, interest rates are hit pretty much historic lows. They've ticked up a little bit recently, but so interest rates with the IRS are obviously less. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So a couple quick things we'll hit on just real quick because a lot of people listening have S-Corps and partnerships. Uh, those are due March 15th with a six-month extension until September 15th. Um, so, you know, just kind of keep that in your mind. Like, And remember, I didn't mention LLCs because there is no LLC tax right. return. We've hit just that point. Just a reminder, the LLC passes through to your personal return. Well, but it, it can. Or, the LLC files as either a tax partnership, a tax S corporation, a yeah. C corp. Various ways an LLC yeah. can be taxed, but there is no LLC tax return. That's my point. Right. That's why I'm not saying, when's the LLC tax return due? Yeah. Depends how it files. Is my point. Because if it was a C-Corp, I think that's due April 15th. So, anyway, that's LLCs. All right, let's talk more about personal, um, like, quarterly estimates. Because we've we've hit around that, and we've had some episodes on that, but that kind of gets people, that kind of bites people. So, your quarterly estimates, let me give you a little backdrop. The IRS is a pay-as-you-go system. Not the IRS. Your income tax is a pay-as-you-go system. Why most people don't get that is because they already are paying as they go because their employer is withholding the money from them and paying it throughout the year with each paycheck. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, basically, when somebody withholds money from you, the IRS deems that to be have been paid rateably throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's important for a lot of reasons. Um, but just but for the people who don't have somebody taking money from their paycheck, they're self-employed or they have a business, and they have to self-report and pay in. They don't report income, but they have to they have to pay income tax themselves. They have to come forward and say, I'm paying quarterly. The, this is important. And the reason is because there's a thing called an underpayment penalty or an estimated tax penalty. So IRS rules say that throughout the year, you should pay in the lesser of 90% of your current year tax, which if you're thinking about it, how would you know in the first quarter what 90% of your current year tax is going to be? You don't. It's an estimate. Lesser of that or 110% of the prior year tax. Now, not what you owed, your total tax. So let me give you an example. Let's just say your 2021 income tax return showed taxable income of $120,000 and a total tax of $20,000. Now, 
You might have gotten a refund because you withheld and paid in, but your total tax was twenty thousand. Uh, let me give a better example because that's not good. Let me say you made two hundred grand because there's a there's something that happens at one hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred thousand. I know. I know. That's why the rule. Two hundred thousand was your tax. Was your was your adjusted gross income? Yeah. Ultimately, your tax was thirty five thousand. Yeah. I'm gonna try to make this math. Thirty thousand. Let me make some easy math. Okay. Okay. So when 2022 comes around. And you're thinking, what should my quarterly estimates be? Remember, they're the lesser of 90% of 2022, which we don't know, or 110% of 2021, which we do know. 30,000 times 110% is 33,000. Divide that by four. If you paid that in by the quarterly due date, you would have no penalty. No, no underpayment penalty. If you met, so what is 33,000 divided by four? It's roughly, you know, it's a little bit more than eight. What would that be? 8250? $8,250 a quarter, okay? If you pay that in by these due dates, which are funny, April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th of the next year, if you pay in $8,250 on each of those dates, you will have no penalty, even if your tax was more than $33,000. Okay. So let's say your tax ended up being $70,000, and you paid in thirty-three. You paid in the $33,000 rateably on those dates, while you would owe you know thirty seven thousand on your income tax return, mm-hmm. you'd have no penalty for the for the tax throughout the year. Right, you still owe it, but you yeah. Then it falls into the category of do you pay that when you do you file before April fifteenth and pay that, or do you file an extension and pay that with an extension? So is that clear? Like the, I wanted to give people some understanding about like you're supposed to pay quarterly, and it's based on one of two things. One of one of the two things is an unknown. Now, as you get more into the year, you start to, that becomes more. So let me ask you this. Yep. If you, cause this is, this is what I think happened to me and maybe I'm, I don't even, so you go, let's say you go from like just being normal W2, like April 15th, the due date and you roll. And then now you've got an LLC and you still in your mind, you're like, Oh, April 15th, I got to do my taxes, but I have this business have you been, do you now, if you didn't pay those quarterly estimates, are you now collecting, having to pay interest and all of that on the April 15th? You're saying if one year you were not, one year you were an employee and the next year you were self-employed? Well, I'm just meaning that's how you got there. You're like, because it sounds like what you're saying is you have to do these quarterly estimates. That's correct. But earlier we talked about April 15th being the tax deadline. April 15th is the deadline to file your income tax return. And if you owe anything at that point, a separate ta- a separate penalty kicks in, either late late payment or late filing. Right. But what I'm talking about is the year leading up to April 15th. So April 15th of 2022 is the 2021 tax return. Right. Due but date. as a business, are you supposed to be paying taxes every quarter? Not as a business, right? Taxes generally aren't imposed on businesses. They're imposed on the and well, most somebody, people have a flow through or a pass through entity. Yeah. Either way, if you, if the if somebody else isn't collecting that for yes, you, that's like, right. Yes, you should be paying quarterly. And if you're not, that's what I'm asking. Yes, and if you're not, you might be subject to the underpayment penalty or estimated tax penalty. Okay. And that's what I gave you was this was the methods to calculate that. Yeah. So yeah. so I I know the language is. Yeah. I get I get the difference, but right. it's a little confusing because like I know technically as a business you don't have business taxes, right. you're an LLC, you pay it personally. Like I right. get that. But what I don't want people to hear is like 
oh, even though you have a business, you only have one tax deadline. That's what I'm saying. We got to, we got to, and this is always why I drill down because you do have one tax deadline. You have a filing deadline and you have some payment due dates. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, actually, if you have a business, you have two deadlines, right? You have the date the business return is due and the date your personal return is due. Unless it's a unless it, unless LLC. your business is a sole proprietorship, which files just a simple schedule right. on your but personal. But in people's minds, that's the business they have. I know, but people always get this wrong, and that's why they owe penalties. I know. That's why we <laughs> got to be clear. Like, okay. So don't – I mean, I'm just thinking of the guy who – yeah, if you own a professional services company and it's right. an LLC – you're supposed to be paying taxes, paying taxes right. four times a year. Correct. And if you're not, you could be penalized. You, you could be. Explain what happens if you're not doing that. Well, that's what I, what I was. Because I, I, I know I went a long time thinking, oh, because if you go from that W two employee right. mindset, you've only the you've the, never done it. Yeah, yeah the deadline is the same at, like you're not responsible for paying it so you just assume And look don't don't misunderstand me individuals who get withholding are subject to these penalties too if you don't if you don't if you underwithhold to the extent that you don't meet these safe harbors per quarter you could owe money as a W2 employee so it's not just for self-employed people but the point is made better for self-employed people because nobody's taking the money from them so mm-hmm. but I get your point but yes you got to so this is what we always say your tax whether you work, your wife works, or you own a business, your wife owns a business, or somewhere in between, you have a you have a tax bill that's coming, right? And that's earned throughout the year. What I would say to people is know what you make and then take that information. This is what we do with our clients, literally what we do. We take that information and we say, okay, what did what did your spouse make? Do they have a business or do they work for people? Give us a pay stub. Can we estimate it? We take all that and we say, what would your tax be for the year if this trend continues. And then we say, now pay in a fourth of that right now. That's how, that's how it works. And also that's if we're, that's if we're saying we want to try to get to nail the tax pretty good. We also can fall on the safe harbors, which I told you about. If I know that the safe, one of the safe harbors is 110% of last year's tax, while we might owe something in addition to that, if I just tell my client, look, just pay that in quarterly, you're good for this penalty's sake. Now, you might still owe tax at the end of the year, but you won't owe this penalty. That's not going over well, I can tell. <laughs> well, well, going over well or not, it's it's reality. That's Yeah, yeah. So, let's let's try to clarify though because I'm looking at you and uh, Yeah, all I'm getting is like well, I can like you can think, "Oh, I'm paying my taxes for the year when they're right. owed, but that but you should, I would say you shouldn't do that. Right. I would say you, should, you shouldn't do that. Now, if your tax bill is, if your total tax for the year is normally not that much, then this is not that big of a deal. You know, it's a moot mm-hmm. point to a certain extent. Like, so I've heard certain people say, listen, having the money throughout the year made me more money than the penalty it caused. Okay, fair yeah. point. And I get it. It's business, right? It's simple economics. If you not paying the government and holding your money throughout the year and, and, and be willing to pay a little penalty, but the money you kept made you more money than the penalty, then you win. Right. But it's just for people to understand from a, two things. Penalty is one. But cash flow perspective, what trips people up is they don't have the money. So a quarterly payment also serves as a way to manage your cash flow. You're going to pay this tax. Right. You can put it. You can kick the can down the road. And owe a little bit of penalty, 
And that's fine. But, you, but the worst, point, worst part of it is if you don't have the money. So I like it from a perspective of it keeps my clients feeling like the money they do have is theirs. They've paid their taxes already, so to speak. Yeah. Well, we can estimate reasonably they've paid in and they feel good about it. Yeah. I think that's probably a better takeaway on this. Okay. It, I don't know, maybe just my personal experience, but it felt like it was a while before that I was aware that, oh, I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Right. And I realized I'm still not. Right. You know? Right. Um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, I get it. It's, it's tricky. Um, but I think once you get in the habit of it, and even as I'm saying that, those weird dates, right? Your first quarter's due April 15th. That makes sense, right? The 15th following the quarter in. But your second quarter's due June 15th. You would think it'd be July. Right. You would think it would be April, July, October, January. The 15th day of the month following the quarter in, but it's not. It's April 15th, yeah. June 15th, September 15th, January 15th. Right. Don't ask me why. Yeah. And we just, there's, what can we do about it? You yeah, know? I think maybe we were trying to not have two quarterly payment dates on the same days of like your due date of your returns, April 15th. And the first quarter is that day. And then due date of your extended return is October 15th. Maybe they were trying to not have people have, I don't know. But anyway. That's, that's generous. You think they gave it that much thought. <laughs> right. um, they gave it as much thought as that interest they pay you. Yeah. Which I have no clue to do. <laughs> Honestly, don't. Wow. All right. So is there anything else that, uh, that needs to be? No, I think we've got. I think you just need to understand. Look, you got to pay your. It pays you. Couple takeaways. It's a pay-as-you-go system. You can be penalized if you don't meet certain, what what they call safe harbors, but they're kind of rules mm-hmm. of thumb. If you don't meet those, um, and if and if you're going to a situation where somebody was withholding all your tax and now they're not, you should pay it in quarterly. Yeah, I'll say this too from experience. I want people to know that like this stuff there. It there's. I feel like there's this feeling that it's like, oh, missed, and then you go to jail. Correct. You know? Yeah. Um, and we're not going to give legal advice here. Uh, Please don't. But, but, yeah, you don't want my hot take on uh, right. on on that. But basically, there's penalty, there's interest, there's all kinds of things that, you know, you can do to to get all this stuff sorted out. You know, it's not like if you miss a deadline. Yeah, I mean, you might owe a penalty once or twice. Yeah, yeah I mean, it happens. Yeah, despite the, how they write their letters, right. you know, there's, you know, the world's, it's not coming crashing down. I would say this, though. Increasingly, you don't want to have to deal with the IRS. Like, even if you get a penalty and you can get out of it, it's just hard to get them on the phone. Like, we get, you know, there's what's yeah. called the first-time abatement waiver. Like, if you get a penalty, it's kind of like a one-time get-out-of-the-jail-free card where you can call them and say, listen, I want to I want to request the first-time abatement waiver, and, and they take the penalty away. Problem is you can't get them on the phone. Yeah. So increasingly dealing with the IRS, even when you're right and have all the, the law behind you is somewhat futile. So yeah, I would say, you know, just try to avoid the penalties if you can. Right. Okay. All right. Pay as you go system. Pay as you go. Uh, work with somebody to kind of understand your tax picture. Even if it's just kind of back of the envelope, rough numbers, you can always, you know, estimate them and round up 10%, right? Yeah. And then as your data gets better throughout the year and you have more information, you can adjust. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a lot. Bear, what we didn't talk about was all the ways it depends, I'm sure. Oh, God. So if, yeah. uh, if you need help sorting all this stuff out, as always, go to Mirdag Group. Yep. You can uh, reach out to uh, 
confirm there. Get some time on Marcus's calendar as well. And um, yeah, and check out some other episodes. Yep. Cool. Until next time. All right, guys.